Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, this your boy Frank Gore. I'm listening to a 49er rush. Niners all day. That's brain sits home, baby. Let's go. I love it, man. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. We did it. <laughs> we did it. We made it, baby. Uh, we are here. Training camp is upon us. We just had our very first press conference. It's been 40 days. We've got no information, and now it is open the floodgates time. This is – we did it, guys, <laughs> and I'm so happy. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about today. We're going to be going through the schedule, everything that's kind of laid out over the next several weeks uh, for training camp, leading into preseason, leading into the season, all that stuff. For some reason, the 49ers took down um, their press conference, but hey, I got you. I got you. <laughs> I... Uh, I, I got the, the feed off of Twitter because I'm a crazy person and was able to record that before it got taken down. So I've got a lot of clips from the press conference today that I'm going to be able to show you guys and talk through that. So probably a little bit more clip heavy from Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch today than normal. But because it got taken down off of YouTube and all the sites, it's not even on their website yet. They'll probably post it eventually. But I got you covered. Um, everything about this podcast is designed to create the most educated fans possible so that you can enjoy the games more. Um, and positivity, of course. So thank you, hashtag CC people, all the Countdown crew. Love you guys. Um, and again, man, we got giveaways. We're coming towards the end of a month. Gave away a shirt yesterday. Uh, Going to be giving away some more stuff next week. And on top of that, the next episode is episode 400 of the 40 Dyers Rush podcast. We have been here for a minute. Um, and so I love it. What's up, Tommy? I appreciate the gift, my friend. Um, he says, my favorite guy on YouTube. I love it. And yeah, it, it depends on where you guys watch and listen to this podcast. I know the majority, the vast majority are traditional podcast listeners. That's always going to be there. But for my crew that shows up live with the questions and bringing the energy, I feed off that so much. So I want to say thank you. And again, this podcast, I mean, we're on Twitch, YouTube, uh, Periscope, Twitter. Uh, we're all over the place. Facebook Live on our Facebook page. And of course, anywhere podcasts are. Now, let's jump into this. And what I wanted to do whenever I started doing my notes is I was like, okay, let's let's plan out the month. You know, I, I do this as a teacher. I do this as a coach. Let's plan it all out so everybody understands what's going on. There's no surprises. And I, I felt, you know what? Let's do that for the listeners as well. Because the 49ers reported today. So training camp is here. That's the title, right? Training camp is here. Oh, man. 
oh, it just, it just sounds pleasant. <laughs> it makes me feel happy. So practices start tomorrow on Wednesday. Now, throughout this entire, there's only 13 total practices in training camp itself. Once preseason games start, training camp's done. So you just have 13. That's it. And I know that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch and, you know, the, the injury bug and all those things that have taken place, they design these things for a reason. And so there are never more than four days of practice in a row. So you practice four or three days and you get time off. Okay, so what we're going to get is we get four straight days of practice to start, starting Wednesday, then they get Sunday off. Now, the question was asked to Kyle Shanahan about players that are coming off of injuries and rookies and what that looks like for them being phased in. And I thought that this was very telling because, again, Kyle Shanahan is being so proactive with this injury thing. And we'll talk a little bit more about this in a little bit. But here is the head coach himself talking about how he's phasing in players coming off of injuries and what that looks like in light of the very first four practices in a row, what that looks like. Now, I believe with individual tomorrow, I think that's, you know, we're not going to put any of them in team situations for a little bit. I'd say at least this first um, block of days, which I think we got four practices a day off. Then I believe we got three more again than a day off. Um, and I think we'll look into it about a week. You know, it's the first time they'll be out there with the D-line and stuff and doing things like that, Jalen with the receivers. Um, I'd be surprised if they got into team drills within a week. Um, but as soon as they're ready, they'll be out there. And so, again, it's this slow, gradual, nobody's getting more than they can handle. So the rookies, like, I get it. Everybody wants the shiny new toys out there. Trey Lance, we're going to talk about the quarterback competition later on. Ambry Thomas, we want those guys out there. And they're going to get their opportunities. There's no doubt about that. But never give anybody more than they can handle mentally or physically. And so, again, you're, you're going to be seeing this, okay? Players like Nick Bosa, we're going to talk about a lot. Um, players like D Ford, we're going to talk about a lot. These players coming off of injuries that are not on the pup list, we're going to talk about that as well. It's going to be a long podcast, and I love it. I love it. Ah! You can't get enough 49ers, man. I'm just It's just so awesome right now to be here with you guys and talk through this. And, you know, and thank you, Drew, for the, the comment. He says, uh, John, thank you for continuing to provide content during the season, pre-postseason, offseason. This is going to be one of the best seasons ever. Thank you, Drew, for the kind words. And, yeah, I mean, we keep going. I know a lot of podcasts just kind of turn it off and they come back. But, man, what you put in is what you get out. And whenever you're looking at these players, it's so smart not to rush them back. That's not what you want. So understand these, these fun toys that were so – I think Nick Bosa is going to have an amazing season. I think that he is a top two, top three defensive end in the NFL already. Coming off a horrific entry. But with how he's worked out and all those things, yeah, I think he's ready. But slow, man. Slow. You don't win games. You do not win games in July, which is where we still are. Uh-uh. It's a slow build. And so just understand, rookies, and you know, once the camp reports start coming out tomorrow, which is going to be a lot of fun, I'm going to score through all of them for you, no doubt about that. But understand, don't expect a lot of rookies to be getting first-team reps. Even Aaron Banks, who I think is going to be the only starting rookie week one at right guard, I don't expect to see that for the first week. I just don't. Daniel Brunskill is going to be the starting right guard getting the one reps for the first couple of days. So those four straight practices, they get Sunday off. Then they go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Okay, 
then Thursday off. So three days. So they're up four straight days, day off. Three straight days, day off. Then they go Friday through Sunday. So three straight days, another day off, then Tuesday through Thursday. And that's it. That's all practice. So four days, then three days, then three days, and three days, done. That's it. Then we get the first preseason game, 8-14. Oh, my gosh, it's so close. We're like two weeks away, baby. And that's where it's going to get fun. I love training camp. I love reading all the reports. But that first preseason game, one, it's the Chiefs. We hate the Chiefs. But two, we get film. We get film. No coach speak. No, no, no. The eye in the sky never lies. And for my Patreon members, man, that's whenever, oh, that's whenever it gets good. Because I'll be sharing every single snap, offense, defense, the all 22, the behind the end zone. If you're one of our Patreon members, that's where it is. Um, and again, you can go buy it on the NFL. That's there for you. Or you can watch film with me like I do with my players. Um, and that's just so patreon.com, just type in 49ers, you'll see it. It's eight bucks a month. You get everything. Two weeks away, baby. I can't wait for some new film. I need some new film. I'm like a junkie over here. So preseason week one games versus the Chiefs, that's 8-14. Then a week later, we go to the Chargers, L.A., right? Not too far of a trip. That's 8-22. Then the third preseason games, 8-29. Now another thing of note that I think is important, the cut down is back to what it kind of used to be. So after each game, there's only three preseason games, not four, just three, you got to cut five players. So after the first game, you cut five down to 85. After the second, you cut another five down to 80. Then after that third preseason game, which is versus the Raiders, you're cutting 27 extra players down to the 53. Um, so yeah, we got a lot of stuff. And another new development is usually after that fourth preseason game, you just start the season. Nuh-uh-uh, not this year. You're adding an entire week off. So they just basically cut that fourth preseason game, and that's like a bye week. Obviously, the move to 17 games, that was a big part of that. So you get one full week off before the season starts, and that's September 12th, week one at the Lions. Uh, that's whenever that goes. So that's a lot of that stuff there. Uh, question real quick from Shooter37. He says, what happens if Lance doesn't sign before tomorrow? Uh, what would that do for his development? So let, let's talk about this because that's not even, you know, I had this on there and I want to talk about it. The question was asked, there's two rookies, two first-round rookies, that have not been signed yet. They're represented by the same agent, and they're both quarterbacks. They were picks number two and three. Um, so Zach hasn't signed, and now Trey Lance hasn't signed. And so let's listen to them talk about the deal. This is um, going to be our general manager talking about why it's always like this for the 49ers. Well, that, that he does. Um, you know, sometimes these things, I, I just look at our history since we've been here. We've never had a holdout, but it's it's always seems to go down to the wire. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm confident. It's important that he is here. You know, um, I think for any rookie, for every player, Every rep counts. Every meeting counts, um, but in particular at that position. So, so we're hopeful and uh, expecting that that Trey will be here, and certainly know the importance of him being here. So, I again, you go all the way back, and man, this is gonna hurt. To Solomon Thomas, he signed his deal in full pads and ran to the practice field. This is just the way it works. The 49ers don't budge, and they understand. And sometimes it goes down to the wire, as he said. That's just what it is. Rashawn Slater just signed about an hour or two ago, and Zach Wilson's the only one that's unsigned. Again, those two guys have the same agent, so it's kind of a stickler for whatever it is. But the one question we do know 
There's not going to be a holdout because everything's slotted. And Trey Lance ain't missing a workout, guys. I, he worked out more this offseason than anybody else that we know of. Him and Nick Bosa, I swear, man. Like, they're, they're competing against each other, and I love it. Trey Lance is going to be there. Um, even, there's a possibility he could work out even without the deal signed. I doubt it. But, I mean, he did all of OTAs. He did all of minicamp. He did all the workouts with all the players. He did extra workouts before the draft. So, like, just understand, this is going to get done. I, I fully expect this to not be an issue. Uh, so don't worry too much about that at all. Um, oh, love this. Hashtag Fear Bosa from 49ers Faithful Forever. Thank you so much for the gift. And man, how exciting is it going to be? Week one against the Detroit Lions when Nick Bosa is going against Panay Sewell to destroy Jared Goff. Not for the first time. <laughs> it's going to be greatness. I'm with you. Thank you so much for the gift, man. Really do appreciate that. That is awesome. And, you know, again, piggybacking off the Trey Lance thing, Ambry Thomas just signed his deal yesterday. So every rookie signed except for Trey Lance. And a lot of that time, the number two and three, it has to do with guaranteed money and some special concessions where you can manipulate the way in which you receive your cash so you don't have to pay California taxes as much. Um, and so putting into incentivizing and daily, uh, the game checks because you pay the taxes based on where you play. So like, for example, week one, if it's more of a game uh, roster bonus, then you'll get you'll pay Detroit taxes or Michigan taxes instead of Los Angeles taxes. So that's what all that is. Uh, I know it's like whatever, but man, training camps here. We should all be happy. Now let's talk about the quarterbacks. And probably one of the things that came, the most important thing that came out of this press conference is the question was this: Is there an open quarterback competition? Here's Kyle Shanahan himself. Yeah, just treat it like I would any other situation. I mean, Jimmy's our, you know, going through OTAs, what he's done. I mean, he's our best quarterback in the building right now. So he'll start out training camp that way. And um, we got three other guys behind him. Uh, we're going to give Trey the first chance, obviously, um, as the backup. And um, anytime a guy's playing a lot better than the guy in front of him is when you start to split reps up with that team and start to to talk about it but um you know trace had seven practices with us and um haven't seen him for 40 days so um not thinking about that right now just having jimmy go in he's our starter and you're gonna give all those guys every opportunity to improve and um, if someone ever looks like they give us a better chance to win um we'll make that decision then so it's, it's not a competition it's jimmy is the starter he'll take starter reps and then you mix the other guys in as you normally would. Yes, yeah, there's no open competition right now in terms of they're getting equal reps with the same group. Um, Jimmy's coming in as the one, Jimmy and Trey's coming in as the two. You have to listen. <laughs> I don't, I understand, okay, most teams don't trade up to number three and draft a quarterback that are at the 49er situation. We've been saying, and that's why there's so much conjecture and so much wrong information that was put out there. The Mac Jones stuff. Oh, they're trading Jimmy Garoppolo as soon as they drafted him. Oh, it's going to be happening. Oh, okay. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be traded right after the draft. Okay. Well, no, no, no. What has our front office and head coach said? They haven't missed a step. This isn't the first time they brought it up. But they've been so consistent. Yet people are like, oh, Trey Lance week one, period. That's all there is to it. You don't trade up. He, he gives us a bet. No, listen. Listen. <laughs> Whenever they went to talk to um, the ownership, Jed York and others, and they said, look, we're going to trade up. But the only way we're going to trade up is if we can keep Jimmy too. 
and the salary cap implication, all that stuff. I get it. Listen to what they say. They're telling everybody, we're not the Jets. The Jets, okay, Robert Sala is now the Jets head coach. They trade for Zach Wilson. Now imagine this. The Jets don't have a quarterback on the roster that has ever started a game. And on top of that, their quarterback still isn't signed. Their rookie quarterback that they, you know, got at number two. We're not them. They're clearly in a rebuild. They're clearly just going through growing pains. That's not who we are. We picked number three because we were aggressive and jumped up there. But, again, back to this, and I'm going to harp on this big time. Because I know people are still going to be clamoring for Trey Lance to start week one and all those things. And I love Trey Lance. That doesn't give the 49ers the best chance to win week one. It does not. It doesn't. It's not the best interest of the 49ers long-term or this year. But remember, you go back two years ago, John Lynch was asked right before the draft, "Is you, do you feel like the championship window is open you have to capitalize on it now or are you trying to build for the future? And he said, why can't we do both? That is what they're doing. We're greedy. And I love it. Jimmy gives us the best chance to win right now. You just heard Kyle say it. It's not even close. When that changes, then there will be a quarterback competition. But that sure as hell ain't happening in week one. It's not happening. It's not going to happen. It will take Jimmy Garoppolo, who has been a bad practicer his entire time with the 49ers. That's well noted. So it's going to take more than some amazing passes from Trey Lance and picture-perfect deep balls and no turnovers and Jimmy having that four-interception game or practice or whatever. No, no, no. That's not changing this, okay? It's going to come down to game time, Jimmy Garoppolo getting hurt or Jimmy Garoppolo laying an egg during game time for there to be any mention, any of it, to change. That's just the way it is. It's the way it's going to be. Now, the question was asked also in this, what about a special package? Because a lot of people are putting out, oh, hey, let's do some Taysom Hill stuff and all that. Oh, I hate that. That bothers me so much. And so the question was asked, are you going to do some special things for Trey in the run game? As hard as it seems, I mean, it's not like you need to practice running the ball a lot. You know, it's not like he's going to practice bouncing off guys and stuff and, and practice, you know. When you put a quarterback run in, it's more based off of an element of the defense isn't accounting for them. Um, so you just run it till they account for them, then you go to other stuff. Um, so you take what they give you. And if you watch his college tape, he's done plenty of runs. Um, so we don't need to go out there and run them in practice and stuff or anything like that. Um, but you do, you, do, you do need to make sure that you're aligned and running backs know how to do it. And that usually ties into every single other run you do. Just you add an element of maybe the quarterback keeps it. Or there might be some runs that, hey, we might have the quarterback do that this week or the running back did it last week, but the O-line doesn't know the difference. Um, so as long as you're developing a system, um, it's interchangeable who you put in there. Um, you're never going to put a guy in who's not ready for it. But I don't think you're not trying to put in a running game that a quarterback has to practice every single day. In like special packages, or is it still too early to, to make that? I mean, it's, it's too early to make that. I mean, obviously, you want to use anyone who can help in situations. And when you do have a quarterback who has the threat to run and who can make throws, um, that's something I would love to use. Um, but that's something that will be based off of whether he's ready, um, how it looks that week, based off the schemes we're going against, and how he fits in our office overall, based off what we've seen in practice. And I think, you know, another thing that's important to remember. Jimmy Garoppolo led the NFL in 2019 um, in third down passing. The, completed the most third down passes successfully for a first down at 50%. He was the best in the NFL. 
So when would you use a running quarterback on gadget plays? Third and short? Okay, cool. You're going to take Jimmy Garoppolo. That's his best asset. Jimmy Garoppolo's best asset is third and short. That's where he is better than anybody else, in the, or at least he was in 2019. So you might see some of that stuff later on down the road, but I think that you're talking week three, week four um, to get kind of tricky and do some of that stuff. I don't think that's happening anytime soon. So again, let me just say, did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to 100 Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Wait. Just wait. Patience sucks, and I get it. But it's a virtue because nobody wants to do it. That's, that's why they say it. But that's what it's going to take. We always want it. I want it now, <laughs> right? Um, and, and I get it. I mean, I got my jersey, my Trey Lance jersey already. And, you know, I'm a little bit of a Trey Lance homer just because um, I, I fell in love with the kid so early on. And I was so hoping we'd get him and we did pick him and all that stuff. I get it. But you just got to wait. This is a Mahomes, Alex Smith to Mahomes transition. This is not the Jets. This is not the Bengals and Joe Burrow. That's not what it is. We are a playoff team. And so that's what that's going to take to take that next step. Now, I do want to take a second. Again, guys, 49ers Rush Road Trip. I have been on the phone like crazy this week um, just trying to make sure everything is going as smoothly as possible for this. We're going to three locations this year. We're going to Chicago. We're going to the Rams. We're going to Philly. Philly's week two. This trip is close, baby. We have sold a lot of tickets, and I'm so excited. If you haven't yet, come party with us. We've got discounted hotels. Go to 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. 
Come hang out with us. It's 25 bucks. We're throwing a huge pep rally, hang out, live broadcast the night before. So the ticket gets you Saturday night. We're going to party in all of these cities together. We're going to drink, raffles, giveaway, jerseys, all kinds of stuff. It's going to be an absolute blast. Head to 49ers Rush Road Trip dot com to get your tickets and come join us man party with the faithful if you're going to any of those games come hang out with us that's where it's at um richard i love this question do we know if the 49ers have met the 85 percent vaccination rate amongst players the question i've been waiting on that one too and the nfl has been really really slow to leak that information out because of just all the stuff going on and whatever else they passed it and i freaking love it i don't think people understand how big a deal this vaccination thing is in regards to COVID protocols for the NFL throwing the whole vaccination debate out there. I don't want to enter into that right now, but here's why it's important. One, you get to go back to the way things are or were <laughs> pre COVID. You don't have to wear masks in the facility. You can all work out. You can eat together. You can fly together. You can hang out. You get tested once every other week. They're talking about up in that but that's okay. This is so important because now the team can build on team camaraderie, coaching, meeting rooms, all those things. It's huge. It makes such a big difference. So not only did they pass the 85% rule, which they had to get to, they went past that. Yeah. I mean, originally everybody kind of had that, that goal of 85%. I'm proud to say, I think we're up over 90%. And, um, you know, it really speaks to our players. We didn't, we didn't, uh, like enforce anything what we tried to do is just communicate with our guys and rely on the professionals to educate them as much as possible so our guys really arrived at this individually and as a team and and we're proud of them for that it's a big deal i'm telling you right now it just changes as a teacher man uh like those zoom meetings and all those things so we're over 90 again there's 90 person roster right now which means that's about eight people. There's about eight people who aren't vaccinated out of 90 players we're talking here. Everybody in the staff's vaccinated. And so what that means is for those eight people, can't eat in the cafeteria with your teammates. Can't work out. Can't lift weights with your teammates. You have to lift weights on your own. Not allowed to go to team meetings. You have to zoom in. Can't go to position meetings. You got to zoom in. Whenever you go away, you can't fly with the team. You got to do your own travel to the places. And probably more important than that, if you are a bubble person on the roster and you're not vaccinated, you're getting cut, man. That's all there is to it. So undrafted free agents, late round draft picks, don't care. Aging veterans, you're not vaccinated, you're getting cut. That's just the way it's going to happen. We already saw a couple head or a couple coaches get fired because their refusal to get a vaccine. You know, if football is your mentality and that's your priority. You got to take care of that stuff. Um, you know, however <laughs> you want to take that, you can take that however you want. I'm just telling you right now, <laughs> you better get it done. You better get it done. Um, my day's going awesome. Uh, thank you, Mr. Mendoza. I appreciate you asking me. Uh, got a little workout slash practice in with the high school kiddos today. My arms are a little tired. My bench press isn't what it used to be, but that's okay. Uh, still showed up those high school boys. They don't want none of this. They don't want none of this. Um, anyway, let's get on. Let's talk about some injury stuffs and the pup list. 
because uh, the question comes from 49ers Faithful Forever. Who's your pick to take the wide re wide receiver three spot? Well, we got some pretty dang good news today as far as that goes. So here is the here are the players, and it's a small list, who are going to wind up on the PUP. PUP stands for Physically Unable to Perform. Um, for, for the active PUP list, um, right now, two, Jeff Wilson with his knee and Tarvarius Moore with the Achilles um, going through physicals today. And if there's any additions, Kyle will hit you up uh, in the coming days. But that's where we are right now. Now, a couple clarifications. And I got to do this all the time because the NFL is so terrible at coming up with names for things. There's the active pup, okay? Which means, and tomorrow's the deadline before practice tomorrow. That's what's key. Only two players, Tarvarius Moore and Jeff Wilson Jr. If you're not on the initial Okay, the tomorrow pup, if you're not on that, then there's an issue because you can't go on the regular season pup. Preseason pup, also known as pup active, and pup reserve, regular season, two different things. These players, Tarvarius Moore and Jeff Wilson, can be activated at any point at any time because they're on this initial list. Okay, that cannot happen. Okay, in the regular season. Right now, let's just say miraculously, Jeff Wilson's healed. He can come out and practice tomorrow. You can take a player off the pup active or preseason at any time. Also important to note, if you're not on the initial pup, these two players are, nobody else is, you cannot go on the pup when regular season starts. You don't get a roster exemption. Okay? So only these two players are. Now, usually what happens, the pup is a six-week tender. So, both of these players, Jeff Wilson Jr., Tarvarius Moore, they're on the PUP active preseason list. They're not going to get healed, unfortunately. Jesus isn't on our medical staff, as we all know. Uh, <laughs> and so when the 53-man roster comes out, both of these guys will not count against the roster, and they'll have six weeks to be activated off that list. Then they would count against the roster once they're activated. But, and this is key again, nobody could be added to it and count not count against that initial 53. I know this stuff's confusing, and there's pages and pages on NFL.com if you want to read through it. But this is a great sign for, back to your question, 49ers faithful, my wide receiver three. Guess who's not on the pup? Dun, dun, dun. It's my boy. It's, it's all our boys. And I think that's kind of the thing. It's who they don't mention. Because Jalen Hurd, baby. Jalen Hurd. He's not on it. No injury designation heading into training camp. Does that mean he's going to be full go? Absolutely not. This guy, he hasn't made it out of training camp once in two years. But again, very similar to that very first clip I played. Those first four practices, which start Wednesday, individual only, slowly work them in. No team, no you know seven on seven, none of that stuff. You're just leaving them out, going through individual, slowly coming back in. Then, after that day off, you reassess, see what that looks like coming in. So, that's who I have as the wide receiver three. And there's a lot more guys that I want to talk about that weren't mentioned on this, and we're going to get through them. But we've got to talk about strong safety because they did say later on, man, uh, Jaquaski Tart with his toe, he might be on there. They might put him on there tomorrow. Tart's missed so much time. But when you have Tarvarius Moore, safety. Then you got Jaquaski Tart, safety. You've got Jimmy Ward, former Mr. Glass, right? But who's going to be that other strong safety spot? And I, I love the way 
our head coach answered this question. Um, I, I feel like he just nailed it. So here are the other options at the other safety position. Pretty good group there. I mean, just John being able to bring in um, Tony Jefferson and Tavon Austin. I mean, Tavon Wilson. Wilson. Tavon Austin was last year. <laughs> um, Tavon Wilson. I mean, get two guys that we've played against um, that are good players. I know that they haven't been playing as much lately, um, especially Tony. Um, but we feel they're healthy and they're out there. So, you know, hopefully Tar can get healthy and stuff. But we've added some veteran competition to where um, I feel we have a lot more competition there we ha than we've had in the years past. Um, it was really unfortunate losing Tarvarius, um, just what he brings to special teams and how much playing time he got last year. Um, but that's why we were very lucky to bring in some of those vests that we did. And we'll see how camp shakes out. Uh, I know all those guys are going to get opportunities. All those guys are going to get reps. And um, But it'll be some good competition this offseason. Yeah, and, and I'm not too worried about the safety position. Um, Tony Jefferson is an anomaly in and of itself. Like, he is the... Oh my gosh, who's the linebacker? Zach Thomas for the Dolphins. Should it ever play in the NFL? Tony Jefferson, he runs like a 4-8-40 when he was coming out of college. But just like um, the Zach Thomas for the Miami Dolphins, 99 level awareness, understanding, recognition, play diagnosis, knows where to be and is always in the right spot. It's not always about traits. He doesn't have them. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. A 4-8 safety, like that that's not good. But you put him in a situation where he understands and it's old man strength, right? Like that's the idea. So I have no problem if he steps in. It's not ideal, but it's okay. Um, you know, and Tart is the plan to be at that position for a long time. Now, um, they later on mentioned Hufunga, but again, rookies aren't starting for this team right off the bat. You're going to work in the veterans. Slowly, the rookies will be brought in. And later on in this, I, I didn't ca cut this clip, they talked about how they truly believe Tarvarius Moore will return this year. That's a pretty big stretch for an Achilles, but they think towards the end of the year he'll be able to come back. And so they didn't put Tarvarius Moore on the IR. He's not there. And so that's telling. Uh, maybe that will change. Uh, we'll see here. <laughs> we'll have to see what happens. But th that's kind of what you see there. Another guy that wasn't mentioned. Fear Nick Bosa, baby. Let's talk about Nick B. in person. I <laughs> saw him yesterday. Um, got to talk to him for about a half an hour, just catch up. Um, he feels good. I mean, obviously we're going to ease him in and stuff, and we're going to see him move a little bit tomorrow for the first time in person, but looked great and felt a lot better having him back in the building. Yeah. Coolest thing with Nick, he's, uh, he's pretty good about documenting his workouts and, and uh, sending them our way. And so, you know, even though he hasn't uh, been here the entire time, he's been, he's been here, uh, you know, uh, sporadically. He'd come out for a week or so. You always get to see videos and you never have to question his work ethic. I mean, he is, it is a, uh, a special routine that he's developed, and um, it's, it's fun to watch a guy like that work. Uh, got a lot of respect and admiration, not only for the player, but you get to see what goes into making that player, and it's, uh, it's a lot of hard work. Do you get videos first, or do you see it on Instagram like everyone else? <laughs> you know, he doesn't put them all on Instagram. He sends us some ones that... Uh, but they, they're always exciting you just because just you've got to see his progress and um, he keeps getting better. So that's a good sign for us. Uh, Nick Bosa's injury took place week two versus the damn Jets on that damn field. He's had plenty of time for ACL recovery. 
we started seeing, like, again, you always see, like, sprints whenever players are rehabbing from ACL. And it's like, well, wait a second. That's not what the ACL even does. I get it. it. makes everybody feel good. They're like, that's cool. But no, no, no. Nick Bosa was putting out cone drills with lateral cutting movement as his knee, the outside knee that he tore, being his plant knee. That's what you got to see. The side-to-side, -side, the lateral movements, the cutting, the planting. That's the ACL. We were seeing those over two months ago. No concern, no concern about Nick Bosa in this ACL. We're past that. This was 15 years ago. Yeah, I doubt he'd be playing right now. Medical technology and all that stuff, it's changed dramatically. This guy is going to be the cornerstone of this defense. No doubt about it. Now, and I love this, Frank. I didn't even know this, so I appreciate you putting this out there. Uh, Frank says they there are two Walter Payton Award winners on this roster, Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo. The Walter Payton Award goes to the most outstanding player at the football subdivision level. Uh, but I didn't even know that, and that is incredible. I appreciate you pointing that out. Um, and Russ, I see you, man. He says, hashtag countdown crew. Sorry I'm late. No worries, man. Just glad you're here at the party. And glad everybody's here. If this is your first time with us, I, like our numbers are back. <laughs> we, we go through the offseason. You know, I just did the last episode we did was – my favorite or best and worst head coaches, owners, and uh, general managers, all time 49ers history. I think it's one of the best episodes I've ever done. We've ever done. Nobody, like, <laughs> I don't want to say nobody, but it got really low numbers. Like, and I understand the time period of, you know, it's it's finally here. We got training camp, baby. It's go time, all that. And so I do want to say thank you. Uh, all you guys that are showing up and gals, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Join us. We're here all year. Um, we don't go away. We don't go away. Now, back to these injuries. There's one more person I want to talk about, and that's D Ford. I have been, I, um, I don't know how you want to say this, beyond pessimistic about ever seeing D Ford play again. He didn't get on the pup. That's crazy to me. Now, the back, the neck, the legs, all those things, not good. And if we go back, right, respect the past, otherwise you're going to mess up the future. That's just the way it goes. We were in the same situation last year. And he came out week one. And everything seemed to be going good. He didn't make it to half. And he, he could barely run after one half of football. It was bad. It was really, really bad. So the question was asked, D Ford, and I love what John Lynch had to say about this because it, it's kind of where I am. I'm, I'm much happier today. I feel more positive about D Ford's situation and played ability or chance of playing today that I did yesterday. But uh, listen to the GM and how he labeled this. There was no additional procedure. Um, you know, that I think that's been the challenge with him um, is that it has been kind of a moving target. And I think that's that's not uh, ab abnormal when you're dealing with the core of your body, you know, and your spine. So um, we feel like we have a good handle on it now. He does. But, you know, I think... It's kind of a cautiously optimistic approach, you know, kind of, you know, wait and see. You, you always take that, um, you always have to advance it along and, and see how he does. We're, we're hopeful, but we also, you know, I think, uh, you know, cautious that those, those things are touchy and we'll, you know, we'll kind of, um, you know, be, be cautiously optimistic as he tries to advance and, and reach new goals and, and put them out there with his teammates. 
cautiously optimistic that is and he said it twice <laughs> and so like whenever you look at that it's like all right now what do you need from d ford you don't need much he is a pass rush specialist only that comes out in our nascar like package third down i said this a couple podcasts ago i don't care if he plays 10 plays a game if you could guarantee me he's only gonna you get him for 10 plays a game i'd be like yes if he plays one snap, I'm happy. Like I have the over under at 0.5 snaps. If I was setting my own, like I, I again, I just don't know if it's there. Now he's betting on himself. He could have had a huge chunk of money. He chose to defer that and spread it out to help the team out so that they would keep him. So it was a win win. If he comes back and again, man, just 10 snaps. Just third downs. That's it. That's all he needs to be out there. There's usually about 15 third downs a game. You put him out there on the third and long, that's it. I'm fine. <laughs> I'd be so happy with that it, it, because he just changes everything. And what he does do, he helps Nick Bosa more than anybody else because you can't shift and chip and do all those things and you know attribute two guys to Nick Bosa whenever you have speed D Ford coming off the edge. So we could hope. We could hope there. Um, we'll have to see how it goes. Now, I put this question out on Twitter. And I thought that the the results were really, really uh, intriguing. My question was this. Of these four players, which player makes a huge improvement in 2021? These are the players I listed. Eric Armstead, Richie James, Chukwaski Tart, and Mike McGlinchey. I think all four of them, they've been around for a while. There's no doubt about that. And all are coming off of less than stellar years, or they're not their best year. Eric Armstead, I think, was the best out of this group last year by far, especially in the run game, but the sack numbers completely disappeared. Richie James, they wanted him to become the wide receiver three. Um, they started him over Kendrick Bourne a couple times down the stretch, and drops, false starts, had a fumble. We'll have to see what happens. I, I think if you remove injuries from the question, then I think Jalen Hurts the wide receiver three. But if you put all the information and context that you have, Richie James, he's he's the guy that's probably going to be it. So we'll have to see what happens. Jaquaski Tart, the toe, that hurts. Um, you know, he's he's gonna start if he's healthy. And he's in a contract year. You know, he came back for a one year deal, prove it deal, before he goes and gets paid somewhere else. He's been up and down. Jaquaski Tart at his best is elite. And there are Jaquaski Tart. There are a lot of people that say, hey, he's my favorite 49er, and I get it. But man, whenever he is off, he is way off. And a lot of teams, you go back to, I think, the Ravens game, um, they were just picking on him. That's two years ago. But some teams, he's the first key, and they just go right at him. But whenever he's on his A game, he's great. And then Mike McGlinchey. And that's who I want to talk about next because he won this vote. I said, which player makes a huge improvement in 2021? 62%, over 1,000 votes, clicked on Mike McGlinchey. And I think they're right. And if he is better, whoo, whoo, better watch out, man, because this old line, man, it's top three good. If Mike McGlinchey is just average or above average in pass protection, and the question was asked, what has Mike McGlinchey done to make for a better 2021. I mean, Mike's as hard on himself as anybody. Um, yeah, I thought Mike had a very good rookie year. 
Um, there was a couple of things he took a step back in last year, which he understood. And we're also in a lot of different situations. I mean, um, first year, uh, the way we played was a little bit different than the second year. I mean, we were playing sometimes catch-up football, and you're in a lot of two-minute situations, which is a totally different element um, than how we played in 2019. Uh, I think Mike, like everybody, didn't get quite the offseason that he wanted, um, not because he's not a hard worker or anything like that, just going through COVID and stuff like that. And so you see you know, where, where your weight's at, how that affected you going through that year. Sometimes losing weight helps, sometimes it hurts. Um, I mean, I think he put a little bit more on, but I don't think that was the big thing. It was just being the strongest and most in shape, ready to go. And I think also the mental aspect of the game. I mean, when you come in the league as a high pick and you have a good rookie year and you go through a couple rough spots in your second year, um, that's not going to define you. It's, it's how you come back from it. And I think Mike really attacked everything. And sometimes you got to tell Mike to slow down a little bit because it means the world to him. But just talking to him, um, being around him today and yesterday. You can tell he's in a great space and a great place, and uh, I think he's ready to go, and I'm excited to see him out there this year. I love it, man. Oh, it's the things you want to hear. He always plays a little light, and again, you have to remember, we have burnt into our brains the huge, you know, four or five just goof plays where he gets blown up, he gives up a sack, he gets a quarterback hit. I get it. You can't, you can't delete those plays, and I'm not asking anybody to do. But an offensive tackle plays about 700 snaps in a year. You don't let five plays define 700 snaps. You, you don't do that. But he's got to fix them. There's no doubt. And if you look at the other 695, he's great. The highest graded run blocking offensive tackle in the NFL last year. The highest. Number one ahead of Trent Williams. He was more consistent. He's bulked up. He's added some weight. Hopefully, him getting run over by nickel blitzes is a thing of the past. And again, just got to fix those five plays. It's not like he has to change his whole game. That's not what it is. His game's fine. But he's in a contract year. That's huge. And if he wants to get paid, he's got to fix that. That's what he has to do. And I think he will. And man, this offensive line, oh, golly, man. It can be so great. I think we're top five. You know, I just listened to a friend of the show, Ross Tucker, uh, his podcast. He went through and ranked all 32 offensive lines. And we were um, we were in the second tier, not elite. But I think we were fifth or sixth. I think we were number six in the NFL. I think that's about right. You know, if Alex Max can hold his own, if the rookie Aaron Banks can, you know, step in and start week one, and if Mike McGlinchey elevates his play just a little bit, I think we're top three, guaranteed. I think that's where we are. You just got to get those things fixed. Uh, thank you, 49ers First Takes. Appreciate the gift, man. And I'm, I'm, I'm with you 100% on this. He says, I heard D Ford say, I feel great and healthy last preseason. I put zero trust and confidence in him and what he says. I agree. Um, the only thing that is different this year is that he bet on himself. Because he could have just kept all that guaranteed money and got a huge lump sum, pieced out, rode into the sunset, and got all the money that was left on his contract, which was a lot. But instead, he said, time out. Let's spread it out. I don't need any more money. I'm betting on myself. And the 49ers are like, all right, cool. So that's the one little area that gives me a little bit more hope and a little bit more faith in D Ford's situation. We're not going to be seeing him, you know, in any situation in training camp for probably the first two weeks. He's going to be out there doing individual um, off to the side. I doubt he even, like, he's just going to be working one-on-one -on -one with the training staff. That's what we're going to see. And, you know, we'll, we'll just have to say, 
see what happens. Um, that's kind of where it is. And so I, I love it, man. It, it, there's just, this is such a good time. Like, you should leave this podcast with a damn smile on your face. Not because of anything I said, but because of the situation the 49ers. You know, again, I, referencing the podcast I just did, went through the worst coaches, worst GMs, and worst ownership in our history. We're not there. We are on the cusp of the classical age, my friends, because all signs are pointing up. Oh, we had everything go wrong last year. Literally everything go wrong. We went 6-10. and 10. We went 6-10 and 10 in an <laughs> apocalyptic situation. We're way better this year than we were in 2020. And I'll say it. This roster versus 2019 49ers, I'm taking this roster because this roster is built to not be uh, affected by injuries near like what 2019 or 2020 were. We have so much more depth. We have so much more top-end talent. I love this team. I'm excited. 49ers Ultimate Report. Just want to say thank you for the gift, man. appreciate it. He says, sub John. Keep on the grind. Yeah, man. Just grind, grind, grind. Put it out content like crazy. Um, I'm pretty excited. I don't want to announce it yet. Everything's not completely uh, finalized, but I do have a former 49er uh, scheduled to be coming on the podcast in the next week. I don't want to put that out there until it's all, uh, glor- you know, finalized and all that stuff but stay tuned we've got a lot more plus bonus episodes on patreon okay i can't push this enough that allows me to to do a lot more of this patreon financial support so i can put more time to this uh, that's the place to do it. if you want to help the podcast that's the number one place to do it and i love this uh paul stack says i'm calling it right now the 49ers will draft trey lance Man, I love the faith and just stepping out on a limb, Paul. You are the man. <laughs> I love it. Hey, Philip, glad you joined us, man. But that's going to do it for us today. Hopefully you enjoyed this. If you jumped in late, go back. Hit subscribe. Wherever it is you're listening to this right now, hit subscribe. Help us out. We're going to be here all year. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. And until then, as always, stay strong, faithful. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.